Today's Trout Show is sponsored by David Smith of Edward Jones. David helps people achieve their goals and make sense of investing and be treated like the individual you are. David stays focused on what's most important. That's you. So call David now at 469-372-1587 for complete details. That's 469-372-1587. David Smith with Edward Jones. Hey everybody, it's the Trout. Hope you're having a great day. You know, back in the 80s, one of my favorite songs by one of my favorite bands was recorded. It's called I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. Yeah, by that little-known band U2. <laughs> They're out of Dublin, Ireland. They became a massive hit, and of course, unless you lived on a, under a rock, you know pretty much a lot of their songs because they are played everywhere all the time, and they can still easily sell out any arena they want to play at anywhere in the world. But I was lucky enough to find three other Dublin young lads, and let me say, very talented young lads, that have started their musical career. They're called Noah, N-O-A-H. I love them. They call themselves an indie rock band. But, you know, for three guys, they put out some great music when they perform. But why am I telling you about it? Here's a little snippet. So that was from the hands up video that they shot. You know, they have a lot to say, and I think they have a lot of people that need to hear them in the near future. And hopefully one day they'll make the trek across the ocean to come to America. I look forward to seeing them. I got to visit with them, and I think you'll love their story too. So here we go with three young, talented lads out of Dublin, Ireland, NOAH Noah. That's next on The Trout Show. You guys have known each other forever, grew up mm. together and all that stuff. A little bit too long, if you ask. <laughs> yeah, very long. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, we have, we have. did you always, so did you all play the same instruments from the beginning? Or did you decide one day, I'm going to be the drummer and you be the guitar player or whatever? Or, that, or you always kind of took up the instruments? So the way it was, was... <clears throat> We, myself and Adam, when we were in, I don't know what the equivalent, like, excuse my ignorance in regards to the education side of things. Like we call our, um, I don't know whether it would be a high school or something like yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. What do you anyway, call it over there? We call the it primary school. school. Uh, we no, call it okay. school. And yeah. that's, that's where the music side of it came in. And myself and Adam were like in our first year in secondary school, we were kind of in this makeshift bands and um you know like like all uh aspiring bands that uh get a bit too ahead of themselves the least then decided <laughs> decided to leave and myself and adam were kind of stuck in uh in limbo right and then 
in the the second year, um, Ryan, our lead singer, was in my class in in school, and you know he had asked, did did I want to join a band with him? And then obviously, you know, working with Adam before, it's like we need a bass player, and I was like, well, I have the perfect one. And, um, you know, it started from there and, you know, we've been kind of playing music together since the ages of kind of 15 or so. Yeah. Um, and And you're still talking to each other. That's what's cool. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Over, over zoom, Rick, we can tell we're in two different houses. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I'm only joking. No, no, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Being in a band is a, a strange family relationship. You know, it's it's very, very much. There's nothing you can do about it. But, no. you know, we're still together and that's the main I thing. I think we're only getting better, though, in terms of our relationship as friends. And somebody, like, asked, somebody asked Billy Gibbons one time, you know, before uh, Dusty Hill passed away. You know, the band been together for 50 years. Mm, and they said, mm. how do you stay together that long? I guess we'd travel on three separate buses. Yeah. Once again, we're not at that stage yet. No, no I mean, but I'm saying, he would, Adam yeah. was joking, but I understand completely what he said. I've been in more bands than I want to think about. And, mm, and, yeah. and when you're in the band, and you guys already know this, there is a, there is a family atmosphere about it, but also there is inside stuff that people don't understand. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You got inside jokes. You got stuff that you talk about that nobody understands. We even noticed that with like the team we work around, like as in your relationship sort of takes on different forms when you're around different people. Um, like if we're traveling in the car together as like just the three of us, we can act a certain way, say certain things and um, be more authentic to our actual friend group. And then all of a sudden you introduce, not, it doesn't even have to be like, a musician to the band but someone who's helping out on sound and you're like okay well the dynamic there is a little bit different now so everyone watches what they say a little bit more they're a bit cautious of how people are viewing the band as a band and it's more professional than on uh yeah like definitely because i I talk a lot of shit like so (laughs) well but you know what here's the thing if and i will tell you this from my personal life you should you will get to point hopefully you'll get to point where you just don't give a shit this is yeah. me. And, 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 and I understand, you know, I'm not going to drop F-bombs on people and stuff like I don't know. I mean, you know, you, there's Ooh. certain things you just don't want to do or you yeah. shouldn't do. And, you know, so I understand. But eventually you just get to the point, here I am. This is me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if you like me, fine. You it's, know what it's, I mean? it's, it's more like not letting the people in suits know that we're like three little giggling girls <laughs> traveling to gigs. That's more like what <laughs> Well, I mean, that's that's why I like that. I I think the dresses give that away. (laughs) You get out of the car. But I swear, though, like the jokes are just ridiculous. It's just like someone starts laughing and everyone else starts laughing and it's not even funny. It's just no, but you can say one word and the other two or three of you know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, right. That's a great part about being in, like, as you said, you've been in loads of bands, but for myself, I don't think I'd be able to be in another band. Like, I, I really don't because. I feel like I've learned my instrument and not even my instrument, but I learned how to be creative and make music in the context of the other two people in the group. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think I'd, it'd be a different way about doing it. Like it would have someone else. It, um, yeah. I think like I've sort of learned how to play in context of 
the band. Yeah. And I think if yeah. we're put in a different situation, I don't know how I'd do. Like, so. it's, it's something that, you know, I think even over the years we've gotten, you know, whether, whether it be live or in interviews or even, you know, just in, in studio aspects with, you know, kind of engineers and, and producers, etc. You know, one thing that people always say is, you know, our chemistry comes through our music. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that not only because the, the amount of time we've been together um, has affected that, like, obviously, you know, you could be in a band for 10 years and you can have, such a great chemistry etc but i think what's really special about our chemistry is the fact that we have been together in almost pivotal moments of each other's lives growing up and it's like you know going from you know being in school to now to hopefully 10 more years down the line you know there there's that chemistry that not everybody has and that's I think what makes it special and I think you know as Adam said if we're jamming in a room you kind of you know what way someone's gonna go and like you know if we've got like a an a, a verse idea and then all of a sudden one of us kicks into kind of a chorus sound then you almost have this natural feeling of what you're gonna do next whereas you know even being in music college where I've played with other people you don't have that same no and i I admire you guys for that because i've never been in that situation i mean i've been in a lot of bands and you know you kind of melt together and know what you're going to do and and i can i i have a friend of mine i've known since uh high school and he's a drummer and i unfortunately i don't get to see him very much he lives in texas but i don't get to see him and he's he doesn't he's not a musician but when we see each other if we perform it's like we saw each other in high school it just yeah. you know you you kind of know exactly what's going on, up. and so I admire you for guys for that because when I you know you go back and not not the the reason I think if you go back to the Beatles era that's why they wrote so much great songs together. I mean, look, they don't write much anymore, but Jagger and Richards they obviously had some kind of chemistry there, or they couldn't mm. have been able to do that. Yeah, you know, yeah. and even though we we're talking about you two all ago, I think most of the band probably works on that stuff together. You know, I don't know yeah. if Bono and Edge are talking about it or whoever's, but you got to have that ability. And you guys are at that that point now where you've already got that. And that's really cool. I mean, that that's that's really cements the relationship. So
let me go back to the very beginning. So let's just start with the same question people already ask you. Why are you named after Noah, the, the guy in the Bible? <laughs> what is the Noah? I'm just kidding. What is the Noah? Yeah. What's, the uh, what's the acronym or what's the initials for? Um, well, like the, the initial story, like the, the idea is we, we wanted to be called Noah in general. So like it was from the idea of literally the parable of, of, of new beginnings. And it's like a, the great reset. And because um, for us, like we, as as Ron had said, we've been a band since we've been kids, and I suppose there's nothing more fitting than Noah. I was like, that just makes a lot of sense for what we're, where we are in our lives at the moment. So I was like, okay, cool, and yeah. um, we go with that. Um, now, like to be a little bit different, like we sort of wanted to make it into an anagram of an old lyric called "Not Only a Hero." Um, and it sort of sets us apart from other Noahs. Like Noah is a fairly Googleable name <laughs> and stuff like that. So there's a commercial marketing one hundred and one guys. Marketing one hundred and one. Yeah. Absolutely. So like there there is a there is a huge element of like being able to be searchable. Um, I mean, obviously, people are you have to search with the intention with the dots as well. But like Noah is a popular name, so you need yeah. to have something else. I mean, you want to be called like Noah and the somethings or noah and the we, we just wanted to keep it at noah so yeah. it was sort of the easiest way for us to do it and we also got to tie it into something previous that we were beforehand and um, and that's pretty much it like it's not really um it's definitely not from a point of being hyper like religious or anything it was mm -hmm. more just a case that the, the actual story resonated with us to the point of going we feel so strongly about what we're doing in our life right now i can't think of any other story that has as great a meaning to us as that does right now. And uh, yeah, that's it. Well, really. it's almost like you went in reverse. What you did was you made the name and then you said, oh, we got to put initials after it or something. So people think, yeah. it, you know. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. And so, and that makes sense because then, but you know, when I look it up, I, di I didn't type the initials. I just put no of the band. Mm. Yeah, know? that comes up too. So which, to, to be fair, is like, as we grow in status, it's going to become a little bit more easier for people to find. And it's like mm. Noah Ireland, and it will come up for Noah Band Ireland or Noah whatever. Even um, like if you search like the the song title or whatever, and you don't even yeah. have to have the dots in. Like obviously, mm. Mm -mm. the the internet yeah. is uh, is powerful enough as it is to kind yeah. of pop that. Yeah. So I I mean I read a little bit about you guys don't have a lot of stuff on your internet about your band. Uh, you need more information about who you are and all that stuff. That's just me telling you that you don't have to listen to me, but, um, and I couldn't find, cause you're new. I understand that. Um, and, and of course the big thing was I read a couple of the articles that were in there, the press articles, but hmm. this, you kicked in more during the COVID thing or right before that, or was it COVID going? And hmm. you said, I can't go anywhere. You know, is that where it all kind of started where you guys kind of gelled up and said, let's start making records now or what? Unfortunately not. Um, I think I think that would have been that would have made us sound a lot smarter um, than it actually was because we did it just what was it two months before the lockdown kicked in and we yeah we yeah. decided to rebrand, quit our jobs. This was like going to be full time mm. for us. You know, it was full steam ahead. We had, had all these ideas, and then all of a sudden lockdown came. Yeah, oh, I see. Oh, like, gotcha. Okay. We look like that, the biggest yeah. idiots for, for, like, <laughs> for thinking that. No, no, no. Like, at that time, like our manager, the Christmas prior, like it's just 
it was like the November, December time before uh, the lockdown and everything came in. And yeah, because that COVID. was March. That was March. Everything was yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. like we were sort of getting everything ready. Like we had our manager came on and and to be fair, he was the one who sort of prompted the idea of going, you know, what, let's give it a good go. And like, you know, maybe it might be an idea for you to change your name. And we're like, you know what, maybe you're, you're right. Like, and then we had all these plans for the summer and we're like, we're going to do this, 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 and we're going to mm-hmm. get in the studio this time. Mm-hmm. And then it just, I think like, do you know, it's crazy even just came to my head there. I haven't talked about it in ages, but we were waiting nearly like 10 months to get into a studio. Like, mm-hmm. because like every time you went in or were about to go in, it'd be like in Ireland, like the measures were strict enough Oh yeah, you guys so, are worse than America. Yeah, it's worse than America. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah, worse. So it was very much in the UK than it was in uh, America. Yeah, yeah, mm. like it was, it was, it was a case of like we technically even shouldn't have been in the same room a lot of the time as each other, and um, so like every time we went to go, get getting pushed off and off and off, and then yeah. all of a sudden the songs you wanted to record were like you had three better ones then, and then it was like we want to record them, but you had more be a better song, so. It, it actually did give us a lot of time to um, get better at songwriting and yeah. like understanding how to produce a track properly that like mm-hmm. when you like studio time studio time is valuable mm-hmm. so when you want to go into studio it's not like we we we're not like co-play like we don't we don't we can't afford five months to write in the studio so we're writing outside studio import everything in yeah and just try and nail it yeah um, so that gave us a lot of time to get what I say is on the right track of being good. Um, so we're still obviously learning every release we do, but um, yeah, I, I suppose it was valuable um, for us to have that time. Who discovered you guys? Now I, I know that sounds a little funny, mm. but you guys are way past most bands in the quality of production and music than most people when they're just starting out. Yeah, so yeah, that's you've had that's to have true. somebody along the way. I'm not, I'm not, just, yeah. I'm not saying yeah. you guys don't know what you're doing, but somebody mm. had to help you along the way. Have you had yeah. a producer or somebody come like, in? That's in? Our like, manager was a pivotal point in elevating us in terms of, yeah. uh, let's be fair, like uh, financial help because yeah. obviously that's a huge factor. Yeah, um, studios are expensive, PR is expensive, everything's expensive. Yeah. Um, to be fair, like initially like our demo quality and our demos are pretty great. Like in my opinion, um, I think I'm quite good at producing a track again mm-hmm. now to the point where we show it to producers and they're like, Jesus, that's who did that? And we're like, oh, we did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did go to like, we had, a, we had loads of tracks and we went to a producer. Well, no, we actually DM them around, wasn't it? In our house. And we're like, yeah, might, like we'll just see what's he up, what's he up to. Like his name's Rory Cushman, and um, he's only like he was only really getting into the producing game because he was a bit, he was a mixer, and mm-hmm. he was looking to push himself. So like Rory's won a Grammy, and um, Rory has mixed for Mumford and Sons, George Michael, Ed Sheeran, um, the Is Maccabees. Come on, can you do better than that? Come I on, know hey, that's really, it. He's a, <laughs> he's a push himself. He's getting older now. As well, like, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so Rory has, like, we were just, like, at the end of the day, like, I don't really care that he hasn't had, like, he's not, like, a producer-producer, because to be fair, a producer's just a tag. You're looking for someone who has musical experience. Yeah. Um, producers don't even, sometimes don't even touch a console. They just sit there and go, hmm, it's a tastemaker, like. 
And yeah. uh, we trusted like his tastemaker. That's a great word for it. Tastemaker. We yeah. we trusted his taste really, and then um, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's it. And he helped us elevate into that level of going. Let's be and like the mixes are a huge thing to us. Like, because I really think like you need to have someone who knows how to mix. Like mixing for me is like it can make or break a song, whether it's yep. listenable or not. And um, especially as we're getting better as being producers and mixing and stuff, like, sorry, just producing really, I wouldn't push myself into a mixing category at all. You, you start to listen. When I'm listening to the music, I'm listening to the fidelity. I'm listening to what they've done. That's sort of cool or like interesting. And like a lot of the time that can elevate a song, that extra 5% that it needs. Um, like Red Hot Chili Peppers ruined an album by having a, crap master and mix and what one was it um, it was a i think it was the california cation album where, yeah where the, I, your man mastered it and he was dubbed the decapitator because <laughs> he, he literally put a what was it a gate on everything and he just <laughs> killed it like but that that's so easy to do so like <laughs> to get to that next level you have to work with people who have had that experience doing it mm. um Unless well, I say that on one hand, but then there's also some absolute amazing new people coming up, like who are just have that gift and they can do it. Adam for college did music technology and he was kind of in the studio. He was, you know, getting nitty gritty with the, that kind of thing and finding it interesting. And like, obviously the more you find something interesting, like whether it be music, whether it be art, whether it be anything, you know, mm. you're going to see it differently. You're going to hear it differently. You're going to do it differently. And I think, you know, it's also kind of a good thing for us as well because I don't think all three of us are the same that like you know I wouldn't really be interested like Adam Adam is good at that Mm -hmm. so I would never kind of come in and think right I'm gonna try to do that because as you said sometimes you the way you listen to music you're either interested in it or you don't want to know you just want to enjoy it and you don't you don't want to get into kind of the mathematics of it or anything like that and sometimes you know i think that's why i like our our band kind of dynamic 
as well is that like there's a lot of times where if all three of us thought like that it, like whether it would be Adam thought the way I did or I thought with him and we were all on the same par yeah. we, we, we would be arguing over you know yeah. whose opinion is right and who who's doing this whereas yeah. when you have different elements coming in from the three of us you can link them all together and it, it then becomes something that yeah. even then it's you know not everybody can do well you're not thinking a lot yeah i mean you know yeah. when I, I i recorded an album in 94 and i called my producer and said i'm just going to hire studio musicians if i don't like them i'll just get rid of them mm. so i remember he, he came in and he brought in a keyboard player and he said he's a little weird so <laughs> with this <laughs> well, that's the first thing out of his mouth he said and he was sitting in the studio we we're in a control booth he said but just let him go and see if you like it Mm, yeah. He starts playing. I'm going like, I don't like it. And I didn't say anything. Yeah. But as he finished the song, I went, oh, I would have never thought about that. Well, of course not, because you already yeah. know what you got in your head. And, yeah. and, and that's what you're saying is, is that's exactly why you're three different people that have three different ideas about doing mm. stuff. So you all you're focusing on already your folk. I can't believe how smart you guys already are. I'm just blow you up a little bit. You are really smart. I'm just telling you. I've been down the road, guys. I'm just telling you, you're already past some of that stuff. So, you know, the thing about it is you already figured out this is what we want to do. You quit your jobs, which people, I'm sure everybody, your relatives went, uh, are you taking drugs now? or What, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you mean? You're we we can barely afford anything. <laughs> yeah. My afford favorite drugs. thing is when all these people I interview are starting out to go, you know, I just don't have any money. I said, of course not. You're a musician. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I said, I'm, you know, like, I'm, I'm happy with it at the moment. Like, oh, I'm, sure. Money means like, if honestly, like if you're, it's great. Like, and it's, it's an adult thing. And it's eventually a lot of people are sub, like, Money has a tight hold over them and everything. We're lucky. Like we really are lucky to have families that that support what we're doing. And um honestly, I think we're living the absolute life, to be honest. Like, because we get to go play gigs, we have security in our home life, um, we have great backing, and um we're doing we're having fun. You're, you're missing like one important thing. You know what that one thing you're missing? Is you have talent. Okay, yeah, that's true too. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with bragging on the fact, but you know, you're given the talent. You know, mm -hmm. you're born with that deal. So people always, when they come up to me and go, "What? Well, you're a guitar player?" and I go, "Yeah, I've worked at it, obviously, to get better at my craft." But it's like, okay, I was given this, so mm -hmm. it's like, you know, yeah, the ability. Yeah. I, I've actually, I've actually never really saw myself like that, to be honest. Though, like, I've always been the person, who, like, as you were saying there earlier, like you've been like, I can put my hand at most things. I feel like I'd be sort of like, I can put my hand at things. But I would never have said like I just only think I'm good at something because I'm I work at it. I don't think mm -hmm. anything was sort of like I like I wouldn't be like I, I think I'm like a mile wide and an inch deep in <laughs> a lot of things. So like I would never really I don't know, Ron. You know what I'm trying to say though. Like play. I think yeah. the word is you're I mean, humble. You're humble. That's exactly <laughs> what it, I mean. You know, there's nothing wrong with that because as you continue to grow and get bigger and bigger and bigger, let me tell you what you guys have going for you. All right. I'm just going to tell you, I love your music and it's different. Okay. You, you probably already know this, but most people that listen to streaming, listen to older stuff, nineties and early because yeah. they don't like the new stuff. Right. You know, 
And it's, it's yeah. they write with crews of people. They come in with, you know, 10, 15 writers if, if they're doing it for Ariana Grande or people like that. And they, it's all kind of, I mean, look at how long, how long ago did Coldplay? They've been together for years. So mm. that's number one. Your music is not, it's different, but it feels the same to a certain degree. That's, that's the one thing you got going for you. Yeah. And the other thing you got going for the States is you're Irish. I mean, yeah. Americans are hooked on Irish, British accents. Oh my gosh! I mean, yeah, that, yeah. could you just talk to me with that accent? Yeah. What, do you, what do you mean? Okay, that's enough. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lucky your enough. Stories regard, are different. You know? Your stories are different, but they're the same. So I see, and, and that's what really impressed me from the very beginning because I had no idea what kind of music you guys were going to do. So when you go, all right, let's you, you I, and I can. I'm going to ask you this later, so just think about it. Where are you going to go? I mean, what are your plans other than we want to do world domination or something like that? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but when you get, do you get together when you write? All right. Are you working on an album now? What are you working on now? Are you just, because um, you had something come out in June? Did you have a single come out or something? Uh, that was, we had one out in June and then we had one out um, the was that, like, uh, 29 days ago, the 2nd of September. Okay. Um, so, and how long yeah. ago was that recorded? Oh, that was, that was actually here? a really quick turnaround. We did that in like July. Um, okay. So that's recent. So, recent yeah, stuff. it's really recent. Yeah. It's so so let's just talk about your short term. What's your short term goals then? Um, I think before Christmas, we have like, I, I think, like, I, I speak for the band here, I think, but we sort of have to wear two hats in terms of like our live performance goals and then our recording goals. Yeah. Um. For recording and release purposes, and um, I think we want to do an EP. Um. We have two mm -hmm. tracks, so hopefully we can get another two to three together. Um. Mm -hmm. And then put it on an EP. I just feel like it has like a, a nicer like like a homogeneous feel when you look at our discography. Yeah, then a filing cabinet. A folder. One hundred percent. I love I love <laughs> folders and shit. Like love all that stuff. Folders, files, and. Like having things look nice <laughs> and tidy. So, like having nice two EPs will look sick together. Uh, no, but look, it'd be, it's nice to have a period. Like it wraps up a little period of our life before we go into the new year. Um, I know it's only a calendar change, but then we can go into twenty twenty three with new ambitions. So, sure. Like I don't, I do like the idea of releasing singles. I think it, it's commercially what you have to do. Right. But I don't. I think it is endless to the point of what's what is the purpose of it i mean you're sort of just putting it out to put it out you're sort of chasing your tail in terms of like you release something you go okay we have to release something else you have to release something else but like if you did something that has the body of work that has some continuity and you can stand by it for a few months thereafter and worry about other things rather than being this constant chain of people expecting music from you on a constant basis basis yeah so when you guys perform because a lot of this stuff is in the studio do you guys have mm. tracks you play with or do you play you have to, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah you have to do tracks. Yeah, um, we have we have a, a you know a back and track system set up, and you know, like we try to, I suppose, like like most bands, um, I think we we try to kind of tweak little things, maybe play a little bit heavier and stuff like that live that we don't want it to, you know. Obviously, if we're playing with back and tracks, they're exactly what are in the the songs studio, recorded. yeah, but. I think at the same time, I think the three of us always have this same view of live where it's basically 
you know, if you want to go and play the exact same as you did in the studio, you know, people like why do people care? Like they can just sit at home and listen to Spotify. Right. You have to create yeah. that little bit of difference and that reason for somebody to come down. I agree. And see your shows and everything like that. So yeah, we, we have that element of it, but then we also kind of, as Adam said, when it's live, you put on your, your live hat and you're kind of just thinking, right, we're not in the studio anymore. We're not on Spotify anymore. What are we going to do? How are we going to do this? In terms of like the backing tracks, that's what kind of makes this three-piece mm. turn into a ten-piece. So, you know, like people always say to us like oh my god you're so you sound so big for a three piece and we're like yeah we're doing we're doing it we're doing it right then i was because... going to ask you what's the response when people walk in and, and you're playing a gig that nobody's ever heard of you they know and you start playing all this music they figure out mm -hmm. that it's not 10 guys on the stuff i mean does i know how does it affect yeah. it? are people so used to it now with backing tracks they yeah. just kind of go with it 100% like I, I honestly never heard a critique over it. I don't know if people would even say it to us, but I hear more than often um, you sound so big for a tree piece. Like that's the number one thing. You sound like very developed for a tree piece. And, yeah. But the thing is like we like big bands. Like I, I like Bruce Springsteen. I love all these bands. And eventually when we have that budget and that turn party, we can't have more people playing. And the thing is, it's just actually the logistical end of making what we do in the studio happen live it's just it, you would need an insane budget you'd need like a million sound men it just it wouldn't be feasible but at the moment but i think we're making it work I, I think at the same time you know i've always been on the the side of things where you know there's plenty of bands that are three pieces four pieces and sound absolutely massive yeah there's only, Muse. There's, there's only like, three people on stage there's only four people yeah. on stage i think at the end of the day you know there there was kind of an old view of uh, like backing tracks and stuff like that that yeah. it was almost like cheating or something like that but yeah. the funny thing is and the one thing that we have to keep reminding ourselves is we made this like we literally yeah. every single track that is like within that file yeah has been recorded by us so yeah. it's like you know there's no element of cheating there's no kind of smoke and mirrors with it it literally is us it is just yeah you know we've only got two sets of hands i've only right. got two sets or i've only got a set of legs i yeah. can i can completely kind of guess the like for from one element like i know it kind of sounds like i'm kind of going back on myself but it's like there is certain songs where, you know, you you hear them and like even say with The Who, you've got like Won't Get Fooled Again. And, you, you know, yes, there's elements such as like a, a guitar solo or something that's done slightly different. And you're kind of like, mm. oh, I really like the way he did that live in Dallas this year and blah, blah, blah. Or you've got that element of like, this is my favorite song. Yeah. You is experiences live. See it in my face. And they don't do it. Yeah, that like, you know, I think it's funny that um we talk about there is a fine line of you know playing around with it and then doing a Bob Dylan where you where you turn these great songs into something completely different every like, night. I suppose there is like that's what I kind of like with live that you don't know where it's gonna go. And I think you know it even makes a band a little bit more creative if 
they want to kind of take that next creative step because it's easy enough to step on stage and just play normally and get off yeah. again. I, I really do think like what we have going with the tracks is at least that we are playing consistently from show to show in terms that you're not going to get a bad musical performance because things are set to a certain structure and that helps us relax and understand what's going on. Um, mm. In terms of like the playing, like Ronan will play differently generally more than me and Ryan will in terms of his live performance than it will in a track because sometimes it just doesn't physically work properly on a track and then playing live and the yeah. same difference and even with like playing bass or guitar or whatever you can go a little bit heavier you can go like a bit more guitar bandy you can a bit more push it like pu- push the push the PA a bit louder like it doesn't have to be reserved um, but the consistency is there in terms of like the song will sound like you imagined it but probably a little bit heavier a little bit more your experiences like again when it comes to ryan and adam um like you would have say like adam would play kind of keys on on some tracks in in some gigs and stuff like that and you'd be kind of like oh i didn't know he played keys and then you know um like ryan playing guitar the entire time and you know i don't think he has any at at the moment but like he he can shred like a motherfucker so like he could go into something and it's like, shit, I thought he could only do like four chords. <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah, you, you can end up doing stuff like that. And, you know, that's the beauty of live.
Thanks for listening to the Trout Show podcast. For more information, visit our website at thetroutshow.com. Until next time, see ya.